Hello everyone, welcome back to my solo road. My name is Sydney, I live in a van, and this is my podcast. So, I recorded this entire thing yesterday. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know this, but I recorded this entire episode and it just didn't go as planned. And although a lot of you, bless your souls, told me to just publish it and not record it again, I felt more comfortable kind of just sitting down and recording it again, if I'm being totally honest with you. It wasn't a matter of, you know, not talking about the same subject that I'm going to today, which is money and the finances behind van life. I spoke a little on my story on Instagram that this topic was just kind of awkward and I was nervous talking about it and things like that. And a lot of you responded by saying, no, like we really wanna hear this, please just publish it. And the question wasn't necessarily if I should talk about this subject, I knew I was going to do this episode. I just didn't really like how my first one came out. I felt very unorganized, just kind of in my thoughts, and I just don't think I really articulated myself very well. So I'm gonna go with round two here and see if we can come up with something a little nicer and a little better. I do always wanna keep it very like genuine and real with you, but this is a really important topic within the community, and it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, Just for personal reasons, it's not like anybody needs to or has to, but I'm pretty comfortable actually talking about money and the amount of money that I've spent and what I spend on a monthly basis and stuff like that. So I just want to be able to give you the information that you need and I want it to be easy to follow. So that was really the question and the kind of concern with yesterday's recording. It just didn't feel like I was giving you the proper information that I want you to have when it comes to money and van life because I know a lot of you want to do this at some point and I want you to have accurate information and important information. And yesterday, I just don't think I delivered that very well. So today is going to be, like I just said, it's all about the finances. I'm gonna go over basically three main parts. So it's gonna be a little bit more organized. If you can kind of hear, I can hear in the microphone right now, (laughs) I have Stella the Pitbull in the room right now. I'm still at Lee's house, I'm still in Lake Tahoe. I'm leaving in two days, I promise. I've been here for so long, but Stella wanted to join me today. So she's in the room and she is a snorer. So I'm gonna try and keep her quiet, but it is what it is. So three main parts for today's episode. It's going to be how much I've spent on my vans, both of them, I've had two now. And then I will give advice after, you know, just talking about what I spent and my experience. And then I will give you advice if you plan on buying a van in the future. And then the second part will be all about builds and just how much I've spent on both of my van builds. I've had both of them built by family friends. It was the same family friends for both but I did not personally build the entire thing. I'll give you advice on if you wanna have a van built or if you wanna build it yourself and just any experience that I've had and things that I've learned. So then lastly, kind of a part three here, I wanna talk about how much I spend on a monthly basis and what you relatively can budget if you wanna be on the road as well. I hope that it's obvious that none of us are gonna have the same finances. We're not gonna be spending the exact same amount of money as each other. 
We all are going to have very different bills and just things that we pay for that are different. So please don't take anything I say today specifically as like a blanket statement that this is exactly how much money you're going to spend. This is exactly how much money you need to make or whatever. I am simply trying to be transparent in terms of my own life because I know when I was doing research and just trying to figure out what I was going to do before I ever even bought my first van, Nobody was talking about money and it was so hard to figure out even a ballpark or gauge any amount of money. Like how much could someone possibly be spending on gas if they live on the road? Like that's, if you haven't lived on the road, especially in this type of vehicle, which takes up a lot more gas than most others, you would have no idea how much you're going to be spending. And it's so hard to plan a budget for a lifestyle that you've been living something almost the complete opposite, like a nine to five work a completely different kind of car. It's just, it's super different. So I totally understand. I'm just trying to be transparent in terms of what I spend and what I have done, just so you can have a better idea moving forward if you plan on doing something similar. So I am going to go grab my drink. As you know, this is that time of the podcast. It's my favorite time. And you go grab whatever you would like. I was recently on a Talking Petty podcast is what it's called. It was uh, just a different podcast. And the two women who run that one told me that they like knowing what I'm drinking and that I don't say it often enough. (laughs) So I'm going to go grab a glass of red wine, my favorite, which is Malbec. And I will be right back. Okay, okay, we are gonna jump into the money now. I have a beverage, I hope that you have one as well. And then before I really jump into like the first main part of just buying vans, I do wanna preface this entire episode with something very quickly. I'm not trying to give an excuse, by the way, to how much I've spent, whether it's too low or too high or whatever. I don't really care what anyone thinks, but that is because I view buying a van and doing what I've done as buying a home. This is an investment for me. It is an asset for me. I lived in an apartment for four years. It was downtown Chicago, so it was unbelievably expensive. And at the end of every year, because I was constantly moving, I didn't get anything back. You know, you just pay rent and you don't never see that money again. You know, you get shelter, so that's lovely, but like you don't get your money back and you can't sell it for anything. You're lucky in Chicago to even get your security deposit back. So I really viewed buying my first van as really investing in my first adult asset, something that I could sell and get at least some of my money back and hopefully all of my money back. A lot of people even flip vans, they build them out and then they sell them and they end up making a profit. So it's definitely something, you know, worth for me putting my money into and the monthly payment, which I'll get into later, is vastly less than the payment that I was, you know, giving to my landlord. So that is kind of not my excuse, but it's my reasoning for investing more into my home than some might, you know, you scroll on Instagram and you're like, what? These people have spent how much money? It's a lot of money, but it's also my house and it's my car and it is what it is, you know? So let's jump into the part one of this little episode. So how much did both of my vans cost? So my first van was a 2011 Mercedes Sprinter with a 144 inch wheelbase. If you don't know a lot about vans, this is probably just you know, stuff you don't need to know. But if you're interested in this, then you know what I'm talking about. It was a 144 inch wheelbase, which is the smaller version of a Sprinter. 
and it had the high roof. So a high roof, then there's a mid roof, and then there's a low roof. The high roofs are always more expensive because there are less of them and because it makes your van bigger. So it's just inevitably going to cost more. But I had a high roof because I'm 5'10 and it's easy to stand up inside. The mid roof and the low roof, I cannot stand up inside, especially not comfortably. So I went with the high roof. And if you don't already know, all sprinters are Mercedes. So if it's a Dodge Sprinter, a Freightliner, they're all Mercedes made. So you need to know that going into buying a van. So my van, my Mercedes Sprinter was $18,000, And I bought that in Virginia. So I was in Indianapolis at the time or Chicago. I kind of bounced back and forth. I lived in Chicago, but my family was in Indiana. And uh, I had the van shipped from Virginia to Indianapolis without ever seeing the van. I will go more into that once I explain both vans, the pricing, and then when I kind of go into like the advice portion of this, I'll talk more on that. But I had never seen the van. We FaceTimed with the car dealership and they just shipped us the van from Virginia. So that one was 18,000. We put roughly $6,000 down, I believe. And I'm not gonna say the number of the payment every month because quite honestly, I don't remember and I don't wanna give you false information. So we did have a monthly payment. We financed the van, but I believe we each split the $6,000 down payment. So we each paid three, which is pretty good. I mean, if you're really thinking about it. So my second van, which is the one that I currently live in, is a 2017 Ford Transit. It is a 148 inch wheelbase and it also has a high roof. The high roof in the Ford Transit is taller than the high roof in the Sprinter. So because they're completely different vans, although they probably look the same on Instagram, the specs of each are gonna be a little bit different. The Transit that I have now, I paid $24,000. The reason it's more than the Mercedes is because it's a 2017 and there was significantly less miles on this one than there was on my Sprinter. I think my Sprinter had 90,000 roughly when I bought it and the Transit had like 60,000. And so the Transit has only been being made in the United States for the last few years. So you can't get like a 2011 Ford Transit in the United States, but you can get like a 2003 Mercedes Sprinter with a lot of miles. Everyone says that they go 500,000 miles. And if that is the case for some people, that's phenomenal. I am not a big believer in that, but I'm also not an expert. So my Mercedes wasn't doing so well around 100,000 miles. Now for kind of an advice piece here, just in terms of buying a van, if you're interested, if you want to do something similar, I just want to give you a couple pointers in terms of purchasing an actual van. So there are tons of different kinds of vans. You don't need a Ford Transit. You don't need a high roof. If you are just dedicated to living in a van, you can buy an Ford Econoline for significantly less than both of my vans. But I, like I said, was investing in my home and I wanted to be comfortable. I wanted something nice. That was my preference. But if you just want to travel, you don't have the finances, there are several other options. You can Google conversion vans. 
You can get a minivan and convert the back of it. I have seen people live out of Subarus. So you by no means need to have a fancy Instagram type of van. You know, there are people who have like, not that followers matter at all, but you can have a ton of followers and you can do fantastically on Instagram or whatever, like, is a priority to you, even with any kind of van. It doesn't matter. You don't need the fancy kind of stuff. You know, my second one, this was my second go around, so I spent a little bit more this time. And my current van was in Atlanta. So this is the final kind of piece of advice here. But I bought my second van in Atlanta and I actually flew myself this time, lesson learned the first time, I flew myself to Atlanta knowing that I might have to buy a ticket back if I didn't like the van, but I wanted to see it this time before actually signing the paperwork and purchasing it. So I flew to Atlanta for like 200 bucks and I ended up getting the transit for 24,000, like I said. However, everywhere in the Midwest, the transits, the high roofs were roughly $30,000 at least. They were so much more expensive because there were way less in that area than there are down south. There's numerous reasons for this that I don't need to go into, but there's more down south, at least in terms of transit. There's more there, so they were a lot less money. So I flew to Atlanta. I loved what I saw, thankfully, and I was able to save roughly $6,000 by just expanding my search nationwide. And I did the same thing for the Sprinter. Unfortunately, I didn't have a mechanic go look at it. I didn't go look at it. So we ended up having a lot of mechanical issues with my Sprinter. That's another reason I didn't get a Mercedes this time. Dodge and Freightliner Sprinters, they're all Mercedes made. And my personal opinion is that they're not made very well. The parts are incredibly expensive. You typically have to take them to a Mercedes dealership, which is obviously going to be a lot more money than a standard mechanic. And what a lot of sprinter having people will say is that you can find any sprinter certified mechanic. The thing is, when you're traveling full time, you will be in Mount Shasta, you will be in Bend, Oregon, you will be in these random cities in Idaho and Montana, and there won't be a sprinter certified mechanic because they're really rare. And I knew this time that I was going to be in these places and I didn't want to have to tow my van potentially hours to the nearest sprinter certified mechanic and have them to still pay Mercedes parts prices. Ford parts are really inexpensive any mechanic anywhere can work on them. You'll never have to tow it very far. Uh, you know, I keep saying this, but I want to be adamant that this is all my opinion and my experience. There are people who have had sprinters with wonderful experiences. Mine had a lot of mechanical issues, so I'm a little scarred from that, you know? Uh, we ended up having to spend a lot of money there. So big piece of advice here, do your research expand your search nationwide. Don't just look in your local area. You could potentially save thousands of dollars by flying somewhere and looking at a van, but you have to know going into that, you might not come out with that van. You know, like it, it might not be what you thought it was. So I got lucky, but I do recommend, you know, not just looking in your local area because you could save a lot of money. Moving along to the big part two of builds. This is kind of the juicy part. I know everybody wants to know how much builds cost and all of that good stuff. So my first van build in the Sprinter was roughly between six and $8,000 for materials. 
I cannot discuss labor pricing. I wish I could, but I had family friends build mine. And as much as I hope they don't mind me saying this, but they were family friends. Come on, you know, they're not gonna charge me exactly what they're gonna charge a typical client. They had never done a van before. Now they're a van business, they have experience. But the first time ever, I literally walked up to their barn and I was like, hey guys, you wanna hear the weirdest thing ever and maybe help me out? And so they didn't charge me what they would now be charging. So that's why I can't tell you what I paid because it would be different than what you would potentially pay. So my sprinter, materials-wise, was between six and $8,000. You can do it for so much cheaper. You can throw a mattress in the back of a Subaru and take off, okay? So you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to do van life or to travel. This is what I ended up spending, and at the time I was in a relationship, so we got to split everything 50-50. But my second van, the one that I'm currently in, I ended up paying maybe 10 to $12,000 for materials. This one was more expensive. I had a bigger budget the second time and I was able to choose what kind of tile I wanted and actually go to a tile shop instead of the first time we just got the cheapest tile we could possibly find. And I was able to actually use butcher block in this one. And the last one we used free doors, literally wooden doors that we found on Craigslist for free. And I added things like uh, the lagoon table, which is how my table now goes up and down to convert from the benches and table to the bed versus last van. It was like this really weird telescope type of base where the table folded down, but it was much cheaper. It was a lot more difficult. And so this time I was able to A, spend more money and B, just kind of figure out things that make it more convenient, if that makes sense. So I could kind of spend a little more on convenience that I didn't have last time, but it was totally possible to do last time with a smaller budget. I have plenty of friends who live in vans, they do social media, they have websites, and they spent less than $5,000 on a beautiful build. They spend two or $3,000 and they kill it. They use milk crates and pallets, just wooden pallets that they find on Craigslist and on places like that. And then I have friends who are builders and their builds start at $40,000 and that includes materials and labor. But you know, that's a totally different spectrum of people who are paying 40, 50, $60,000. So there is, you know, a long wide spectrum of people on a really tight budget, people who can spend some and but are still on a budget, which is probably what I would consider this current build of mine to be. And then there are people who are doing this luxury wise, you know, they're in their mid to late 30s, they're really successful in terms of career, and they can spend a lot of money. And you know, not everyone is going to be able to do that, but they can and so they might as well. But you can't judge people on, you know, from whatever end they might be on. A lot of people who spend a lot of money on their builds get a lot of shit on social media for spending that. And it's kind of like, at what point did we stop applauding people for working hard? And if they want to spend that, it's kind of like, teach their own, go do you, you know? And same to the people who want to spend $500 on their build. It's a matter of traveling. It's seeing the world. It's about exploring and discovering who you are and all of these things that have nothing to do with how pretty your build is or how, you know, new and low miles your van is. Like that stuff just doesn't matter. And so it doesn't matter how much you're spending. And I really want to like drive that point home. And I probably have done so a little much this far. But yeah, I just want to make it known that it doesn't matter what your budget is. Just stay within that and feel confident with it. Like 
I was just as confident with a lower budget as I was a little bit of a higher budget this time. It is what it is. And you have the money that you have. You have the ability to save what you can. And there's no shame in that. There's no embarrassment. It's like I said, it is about traveling. It is about experience. It is not about your van. Like I was saying at the beginning, I understand like this is my full-time house. So that's why I wanted to spend more and I wanted to invest in it because this is my home. It is my house and I wanted it to be comfortable and I wanted to enjoy coming home to it. You know, you go on a 10 mile hike in a hot day with your dog who's now filthy and you're just like, want to lay in bed and relax. And I wanted to come home to something that I enjoyed coming home to. And so that's another reason why I went the route that I did. And I think that's pretty much everything on builds. I really got through that super fast. I already kind of gave the advice part, but any other advice is just be comfortable with your budget. And if you're working with a builder, tell them your budget right away. Come up with ways to save. Be resourceful. I ended up spending way more on my electrical system so that I could buy a $100 fridge versus a 12 volt fridge, which is what most people in vans use. And those fridges are like $800 to $1,200. Like typically they're about a thousand. And I couldn't get my head around spending a thousand dollars on a fridge. It just wasn't going to happen. So I bought a hundred dollar fridge and then I poured, you know, the remaining $800, $900 into my electrical system, which could then power my fridge, my stove, my lights, my outlet, outlets. I have too many, but uh, plenty. And it was going to power everything. So I wanted to invest in a system that would power so many things versus skimping a little on my electrical and then buying a $1,000 fridge. There's so many ways to do your build the way that you want. And if you are going to have it built because you don't know how to do electrical or cabinetry and things like that, you can talk to your builders about potentially you insulating it or you laying down the flooring. And even if that only saves you a couple hundred bucks in labor, that saves you a couple hundred bucks. You know, like it's all of those things when you combine them. Oh, I think I can do this or I can YouTube that or I can figure this one thing out. All of that will save you on labor. And if you don't have the finances to do any type of labor and you have to do a complete DIY build, whether that's by choice or not, there are so many ways to incentivize people to come help you. Tell a friend, like, we'll go get pizza and beer afterwards, but just come by and like, help me lay down this flooring. It'll only take a couple hours. And if it's a good friend, they'll probably come by and help you. And you can do that for the entire build, you know? And you can save labor-wise there, as well as being okay with the fact that it might not take you an hour to build your entire van, you know? Like, you need to be okay with the fact that maybe this is a six-month to a year-long project. Maybe that's not ideal for you, but if you're passionate and you're dedicated to living in the van and traveling, then maybe that is what it is for you and that is okay. You don't want to rush the process. Like you don't want to just rush through everything because then you could hit the road and on your first bumpy back road, you know, your cabinets are falling down or, you know, you need to charge your laptop, but your batteries are dead because there's an electrical issue. You know, there's so many things that could go wrong. So I really do recommend trying to be okay with a timeline, a budget, and all of that, and then just sticking to those things, 
going with the flow to some degree and just don't be too hard on yourself. And yeah, I mean, this should be a fun process. It's going to be incredibly frustrating. Don't get me wrong. Very frustrating during your build, whether you're having it built or building it yourself. There's going to be some frustration because nothing goes perfectly as planned. But if you try to stick to your budget and you try to stick to your timeline, things will be much easier. But biggest piece of advice is to be gentle with yourself and it will be okay. Now, lastly, I want to tackle the uh, very common question of how much I spend on a monthly basis. This might be the most personal part of things because I am literally going to go through all of my bills. I have them written out in front of me and I'm just gonna tell you exactly how much I pay for everything and I have it divided in fixed costs and then in variable costs. So my fixed costs are things like bills. I cannot change those. I have to pay those every month regardless. And then variable costs are things like food and gas things that I can kind of toy around with a little bit more if I'm tighter on money one month or if I have more money one month. And those are kind of things that are more flexible. So how much do I spend on a monthly basis? My fixed costs, things I have to pay. I have a $250 van payment. I have van insurance for $120. My student loans, it is totally possible to live in a van and pay off your student loans. I probably couldn't if I was still living in Chicago, but my student loan is $300 a month. And then subscriptions, things like Spotify and Netflix and whatever else, iTunes, $30 a month. And then my pet insurance for Ella is $80 a month. When it comes to pet insurance, I highly recommend. I paid $5,000 for her surgery, not doing that again. So now I just pay 80 a month, which isn't fun, I'm not gonna lie, but it's better than, you know, just having to always be worried that something might happen and I have to just suddenly drop five grand, you know? So total of all of my uh, fixed costs is $780. That is without me eating, putting gas in the tank or anything, I pay $780 a month. If you don't have student loans, I am really happy for you and yours would be far less. And then my variable costs. So food, I budget about $300 a month and that is only for me. That is not for Ella. And I allow myself, that includes coffees when I buy them at cafes. That includes going out to eat. I only allow myself about $300 a month. And then gas about four to $500. I wrote 400, but in all honesty, it gets a little closer to $500 a month. What I typically do in terms of gas is I drive six to eight hours and then I stay in one place for about a week. So, you know, I'll go from A to B and then I stay there for at least a few days just so I don't have to constantly be moving and always be burning gas. For my van, I get about... 16 miles per gallon, 16, 17. So it costs me standard, you know, on average about 50, maybe a little more to fill my tank. And really whether I'm driving on the highway or a back road or anything, usually I can drive for about four to five hours on a tank. So that's why I say I will typically drive about six to eight hours. I'll fill up in the middle of that, finish my drive, and then I'll stay wherever I've gotten to for like a week or so. And you just kind of have to plan that out. But yeah, some months I spend a little more, some months I spend a little less. I've been in Tahoe now for too long and I've spent like nothing on gas. Although gas here is unrealistically expensive, so don't get gas here. The last couple things, dog food and toys. I spend about $150 a month, not bad. 
well, plus the 80 for the insurance, but still not bad. And then my miscellaneous, I just added this kind of for fun because inevitably we're going to be spending more. And I only put $100 on there. I'm sure it's more sometimes. This is just random things that we buy. So my variable costs in total is about $950. So my monthly total that I'm looking at is because the gas varies about $17 to $1,800. That is all of my bills, all of my gas. That's pretty much everything. If I can keep it under $2,000 a month, I've done good and I'm proud of myself. And I typically am able to do that. My apartment in Chicago was $2,300 a month. Let that sink in. Like I said, it was very expensive. It was downtown, but it's so nice. Even though I'm making less because I had a really great job there, I'm making less than I was then, but I am spending so much less. Like all of my monthly bills are less than just my rent was in Chicago and I get to travel the world. (laughs) So I think that's considered a win. And so just the last question here that I want to kind of go over as I wrap this up is what people always ask me, how much do I need? How much do I need to do van life and to live on the road and to do exactly what you're doing, right? And the answer is, although, you know, this contradicts this entire episode, is that there is no magic number. I cannot tell you what you will spend or I cannot tell you what is going to get you on the road because I don't know. I don't know your bills. I don't know your preferences when it comes to van or van builds. The thing I think that you, anyone should do who's looking into this lifestyle is write down exactly to a T every bill that you will have on the road. You know, you can take out the ones like if you're going to sell your house, you won't have a mortgage anymore or things like that. And just write out every single bill that you have. And like I did, dog food. I know exactly how much her food costs per bag. I know how often I have to buy it. And so, you know, write out these numbers so you can get a visual idea of how much you'll be spending. And, you know, you'll have to adjust things once you get on the road. Like, I didn't know how much gas I was going to spend. But now I know... I can budget about $500 a month and that will be fine. And I write everything down while I'm on the road. As soon as I go get gas, I write down how much it costs because that will determine next week maybe how much I drive and how much I don't. And, you know, if I'm somewhere that I like, I'll hang out a couple extra days so I don't have to spend that money on gas. And this lifestyle is so flexible to you and your budget. Like, That is what people mean when they say van life is so freeing and it offers all of this freedom. It's not just about being outside. Like that's a lot of it, but it also offers you to, if you have a remote income, it offers you to build back up your savings. It offers you to pay off your student loans. Like I can actually pay those off now because I've done this and I'm immensely happier with what I'm doing and I get to do it. So it's just an all around win-win. What I can say, however, to, you know, how much you need or what, what not is I hate recommending you to have any X amount of dollars or anything like that, but I really urge you to have a couple thousand dollars in the bank as savings, emergency savings only. Don't live off of that. If you plan on living off your savings, then you're going to need more, but you should have two to $3,000 at least before you hit the road. There's gonna be somebody out there who doesn't like me saying this and that's fine. I have been hit with mechanical problems. I have been hit with my dog needing surgery. I know what it's like to have to crunch numbers and figure out like, how am I gonna do this? And that isn't fun. 
Thankfully, I did have those savings and I had to spend my emergency savings. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that. So if I could recommend any like concrete dollar amount, it is to just have two to three thousand dollars in your bank for emergencies only because God forbid, something is inevitably just going to happen. It will. I wish it wouldn't. (laughs) I wish you all the best, but it is at some point something's going to happen and you're going to need those savings. Also, get pet insurance. Seriously, if you have a dog, just get pet insurance. I have mine through Trupanion and it's phenomenal. I also have American Family Insurance for my van and they insure my van and the build. So get something where your build will be covered because I've had friends. I know I have a couple of friends who hit an elk herd and their entire van was totaled and they had to start from scratch because their insurance wouldn't cover the build costs. So try and find insurance. I do recommend American Family if you can have them. It's pretty inexpensive. Like I said, it was only $120 a month. So that covers my build. It covers my van. And I feel confident and comfortable if something were to happen that all of that would be covered. So that's kind of all my recommendations. That's how much I spend on a monthly basis and on my build and on my van itself. I don't want to tell you to compare your situation or yourself to me, because that is not fair. We are completely different people, but I hope this helped just you figuring out where to gauge it, where to ballpark it. You know, like I said, if you can at maximum only spend $1,500 a month, but you don't have student loans or, you know, you're not going to be driving as much, you can make that work. You know, you're going to have to have a remote income at some point or you'll have to stay in one place and work for a while, which is also cool and totally fine. But yeah, that's kind of my finances very quickly or long, depending on how you look at it. (laughs) Anyways, next week will be all about remote income, how I do it, how you can do it, all the ways that I have friends who are doing it, and just any and all experience, knowledge, advice, anything I have on making money on the road. And I'm not going to talk much about social media because... It's not accessible to everyone and it's not like not everybody wants to do Instagram, you know, and and I don't really make money on Instagram anyway. So I'm not going to speak on that, but just all the other ways that you can make money while you're traveling. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I talk fast. Some of you guys tell me how fast I talk. I I hate putting this on you, but you can slow down on Spotify or iTunes how fast I'm talking. You can kind of slow down the podcast. And my first podcast ever, I talked really slow intentionally and it sounded awful. So (laughs) I'm just going to talk naturally, which happens to be a little fast. I hope you guys have an awesome week. I'm sorry this is a little late. I hope this was more organized than my first episode and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me.